Oh, yeah, sorry. You guys. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Brandon, good morning. Sam, good morning. Thanks so much for your, your time and for being here at TIFF. Brandon, you're wonderful in this film. Um, and Sam, beautifully written film. I'm just curious, uh, Brandon, for yourself, uh, you spent so much time living as Charlie, and I'm just curious, after a f- being in a film like this, what do you take back with you? Is there anything that you take from Charlie that you now apply to your own life? It takes some incredibly strong person, not just physically, to inhabit a human body that is, has that corporal composition. Because when, yes, I it took it was a laborious process to get into have all of that application, living it throughout the day. It, it was it was appropriately uncomfortable, not comfortable, it yeah. was cumbersome, but that all was what Charlie had on board. And to take it off at the end of the day, it, it uh, I don't know if the term is, I mean, it, it gave me a sense of, um, I don't know if it's like survivor's guilt light or something, like I, I could walk away from that after right. an hour. And interestingly, although, you know, all the appliances were off, I still had this vertigo, like when you step from a boat onto a dock that mm. sort of undulating sense and so I, I, f- I felt that I was living that man's existence for however many hours a day we did this um, I think it gave me an appreciation uh, viscerally for um, those who live with obesity in this way and it the story itself struck me all the notes in my heart and empathy about what it feels like to be overlooked or mocked or shut away and, and forgotten about and and the ramifications of, of how that affects your personal life. I mean, clearly Charlie is a man who, yes, has a, no small measure of regret but he still does have hope that he can reconnect with his daughter while he is running out of time to let her know that he loves her. Now, Brandon, you said that parts like this don't come around too often, and at 53, at this stage in your career, how do you think you were able to, you know, at the best point in your life to tackle this kind of role? I'm, I'm at... At the best point in your life to tackle this role. Look, I had so many diverse opportunities and movies I've made I've gone lots, stretched in lots of different directions um, I I, uh, I mean clearly on paper this is an actor's role that distinguishes itself from so much that I've done or or, or have seen done and to have the authenticity of it protected by Darren Aronofsky and Sam Hunter's award-winning play and screen, screenplay. Um, I, I can't think of any actor worth his weight in salt in my peer group that wouldn't want to pay attention to being a part of that. And I, um, I feel, I still pinch myself that I was lucky enough to be the guy to get the job. Yeah. 
Um, I understand that you worked with the Obesity Action mm. Coalition, and um, I was just wondering how that came about, like whose idea it was to work with them, um, how involved they got, and did they get to read the script ahead of time, oh, yeah. um, and what did you take away after working from them that maybe your perceptions changed how a little bit? How did it start? Do you know? I actually don't know. It was really from the beginning, when oh. we first started... Uh, I mean, I, I developed the script with Darren over many, many years. Right. When, when, when we finally were sort of like, okay, I think we might be doing this, we brought them on very early on. Um, and we did a, a special screening for them uh, a long time ago. And I feel like that was like five or six months ago, like a very early cut of the film. Um, yeah, because we just, you know, wanted to make... I mean, look, this comes from a very personal place for me. I, uh, I in part wrote this because I you know I grew up gay in North Idaho and uh, I went to a very religious school that taught that people like me shouldn't exist uh, and eventually I started self-medicating with food um, and that continued for a really long time and I was and of course that's not everybody's story who's big there's plenty of people out there who are big and happy and healthy that wasn't my story uh, and that's not the story I decided to tell um, so so I think it was just very very important to us early on that we brought in the OAC as a partner yeah. to make sure that we brought a level of authenticity to this uh, beyond my lived experience uh, yeah and their, their concerns are legitimate that yeah. we wouldn't be uh, making a film that would, that would compromise them, that right. would yeah. make them feel as if they were now seeing on the big screen the manifestation of the story of their lives that they've had to live um, that, that put them in such a state that they can't feel like they can get away from their challenges. Yeah. And it, it, was a, it was a process of meeting with individuals who uh, had uh, lived with obesity, had had uh, bariatric procedures, or were going to, um, they gave me their stories, their their testimonials in the most candid way. That it it was it was moving, and it was moving to learn. And I'm no, you know demographic psychologists or anything, but I noticed from person to person who I spoke to, and it was at least between 8 and 10, like Zoom calls that winter, um, that their journey began with someone early in their life who was quite cruel to them, verbally, made them feel horrible about who they were, and sadly, I noticed it was often a man, it was often their father, from what I just among the eight or ten people right. that I spoke to, what that just let me know is it's true. Years and years ago in Bangkok, I was at a temple, massive, huge golden Buddha, and a plaque out front said, Painful indeed is vindictive speech. I stayed, that stayed with me. I mean, words have meaning. And to break the cycle, I felt duty bound to tell this story not in a Hollywood way that put actors in costumes and suits and makeup that defied gravity to be a one-note joke. And, 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 um, and also because 
with their support. We needed to take a risk to do this. Art is about taking a risk. We're not going to please everyone. I don't anticipate it. But I do feel confident that by story's end, this one, I, I believe that some hearts and minds could be changed. Not everyone, but some. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Thank you. Yeah. To you both. The film is brilliant. It's incredible. It's it's heartbreaking. It is loving. It is there's a joy and a sadness and parts where it's funny. Like it's just it's it's incredible. It's incredible for for just from start to finish, from the script to the performances. Um, I was wondering maybe maybe this is a que- I mean maybe this is a question you can be answered, but One of the lines that shook me was, people are amazing. And we live in a time where we continue to find out that people are not amazing. (laughs) So how do we hold on to that? And I was wondering, is that something that you believe? I believe it. I believe Charlie believes that because he's an optimist. In essentially, he has a secret superpower, which is to see the good mm. in others and to bring that out in them, even when they don't know that about themselves. I mean, as an educator, it's his job. Sure. But that's the tragedy: is, is he's overlooked that in his own family and his own the regrets he has for his the relationship that could have been with his ex-wife, with his daughter. And I mean, that's the journey that we we must go on. I mean, attached to that line, Charlie says before then, um, he said, do you believe that we can save each other? No, no. Um, people are amazing. People, yeah. Uh, do you ever get the feeling that people the are feeling capable? Are capable of not caring. Yeah. Do you ever get that feeling? And I think that's something that we could use a lot more of in our world. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think... We live in such deeply cynical times, and I've never been a cynical person, and I've never been a cynical writer, and this play maybe even more so than any of my others. And I think as a result, like, as a writer, and I think Darren is a filmmaker too, we're not, we're just kind of opening a door and inviting you inside. And we're not going to grab you and drag you in with the, the tricks, you know, with like plot gymnastics or visual effects yeah, or, no, you know yeah. the, it, none of the things that you normally like drag an audience through the door so you know as such I think I'm just opening the door and inviting you inside and I think if you the trick is like if you're going to meet that with a furrowed brow then we're kind of at an impasse you and I right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. but, but yeah. if you but if you have just a, a little bit of faith and, and walk through that door I'm hoping that we can like have a rewarding experience together because I do I'm a, I'm a humanist through and through I do believe that that people are amazing uh, and and I actually think that that's the harder choice to make cynicism is easy mm. believing in nothing is really easy mm. uh, having faith in people is hard and I think that's ultimately what the story is about, is hard-won faith in other people. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Sam, for yourself and Brandon, I'm 
the reaction that this film got at Venice was amazing. That standing ovation was so, like, just heartwarming to see. I'm curious, for, for Brendan, when you came on board and, and Sam, when you're adapting this with Darren Aronofsky for the screen, how did the film change when Brendan come up, came on board and how did it change when you were you know, working on it with Darren to now make it from a, a play to, to now a film? I mean, it's been a really long process. It's been a decade. Um, you know, Darren saw the play in New York in fall of 2012. Wow. Uh, and I started working on this play in 2009, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, when I was in my 20s, like living in an illegal suburb. Um, and uh, so it's been a really long journey, but uh, I'm really glad it took 10 years because it, it took 10 years to figure out how to make it the right way. Right. Uh, and at the core of that was who's, who is Charlie? You know, and and I feel so personally connected to Charlie and this story, and it was hard for me to write. It's it's it, uh, it came from a very vulnerable place, and I was terrified about who we were going to give it to. But from from the moment that Brendan read the screenplay in a little theater in the East Village about a week before COVID hit. I just I felt completely safe in his arms, uh, and and continue to feel so so safe. It's, it's Sadie Sink was there too, by the way. She was. We did <laughs> not know one another until we walked she's into incredible. the door. It's, she's incredible. She's a virtuosic actor. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I had a front row seat. I hated her for so much of the movie. So I was like, you're, you're so loved. rude. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how much pain that poor girl lives yeah, with. Yeah, no, it's true. And yeah. she's manifesting Absolutely. that through actual rage. That's Absolutely. a vessel. And that, that performance could have been compromised by mm-hmm. the trope of the angsty teenager who right. walked yeah. in the door. But she showed up utterly pressing their talent. Go and explain that one away. I don't know how to. It just is what it is. And on top of that, she, her character shows up with a lot of questions yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will not be ignored. <laughs> and that's a testament to his writing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Now, um, Brennan, fans are so excited for your comeback with Renaissance trending on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I just see, like, you're in Italy, and I'm looking up and looking at paintings on ceilings, and I'm just, like, seeing myself. <laughs> <laughs> what? How, how does it feel to be embraced by your fans from the 90s but also now this new next generation it's kind of cool because everybody has kids of their own now and they were kids back when I, I, I was just hoping that nobody found me out yet <laughs> so I, 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 I it warms my heart for sure I, I appreciate it it's, it's eye opening for me to be straight up honest um, and uh I'm 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 keen for that set who however they know me from previously that that uh, I, look I'm a different guy now and that was then I I, I feel different I look different and I I'm I have a, a kid who's who's got special needs who's going to be 20 soon my other son's going to be a senior in high school my other kids going to get a driver's license and he picked up a guitar and he can shred now and, and you know I I feel like I've grown up some too so uh, putting that gravity of, of, of 
of you know our lives that we have to to work to to to, to play a part that's not as mass produced or easily digestible in its pop culture fare um, is everything I'm looking for or was looking for in this who knows what the future is going to come I hear Batgirl is great yeah. <laughs> you can laugh <laughs> I don't want to we heard it is no, it hurts I was, I, was, I was there I was there Leslie was freaking amazing I, I'll, I'm, I, I will say that she's the real deal but look we're here talking about the whale um, thank you for that and, and I, I'm grateful for the support yeah. that's the short answer <laughs> well, we, we, we came in this morning just quoting lines from the dazzled and the mummy so th- thank you for that <laughs> came in I thought should I say hi Steve Nebraska or should I just leave it like, I was just leave it as long as you're calling me calling whatever you want Sam's questions for you I was wondering so you said it's a 10 year process yeah. even more when you actually wrote it originally yeah. but knowing that it was going to become a play or sorry come movie and you knew that Darren Aronofsky who is an incredibly stylistic director but you have a single location it's not yeah. I mean Mother was single location but this is very really single location yeah, yeah, yeah. very different movies um, yeah. was there a particular scene that you were excited to see what how Darren would in- interpret it and put it onto the screen or um, a particular line of dialogue or anything like that that you were just excited to see what he was going to do with it I mean, I was excited about the whole thing. I mean, I, and I, I feel like when he called me, you know, and he said, let's meet and let's talk about making the whale into a screenplay. I, I you know, I, I was an off-Broadway, I still am an off-Broadway kid. You know, I mean, it was a, this is a very different world for me. Uh, and so I was really anxious about it because I was, I, I just didn't know what to expect. I think I bought Final Draft to write this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, and, and I guess I came into it thinking like, oh, I guess he's going to want to do that thing of like opening it up. Yeah. And I was really nervous about that because I was like, well, what, what is that? You know, like to like follow other characters. It's a different space. story. It's a different yeah. story. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, A, I don't know if this story wants that and B, I don't know if, if like, if I'm going to be able to do it with integrity, but very, very early on, Darren was like, let's keep it in the room. And that was like the moment for me where I was like, oh, okay, he gets it. Yeah. And, and he wants, to, we both want to make the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so really like when I saw the first cut, you know, I was on set the entire time working with everybody very closely, but you know, I wasn't part of the editing process. And so you know, I walked into a theater, like, with sweaty palms, like, I'm like, okay, what's this going to be? But, like, five minutes in, I was like, oh, he did it. You know, like, it, like it's exactly what I hoped it would be. You know, I knew that Brendan's performance was, I mean, I, you know, I saw it every day. It was yeah. a thing to behold. It was a marvel. But you just don't know what's going to happen in the editing room. And and, uh, and, and once I saw it for the first time, I was, I was, I think I walked out of the screening room and... I waited to call my husband, and he was really nervous about it too. So he was like, "Why are you not calling?" And, and I just kind of walked down the block because I just needed a moment. And then finally, I called him, and I just burst into tears. Um, I really, I, 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 oh, I feel you. I, I was, I couldn't get out of my chair. Yeah, just thinking. I, I, I need to gather myself here and thinking. 
this could change some hearts and minds. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that's an altruistic notion, but I thought people are going to have to reorient the patterns of thinking that they brought into before seeing this film. They'll, they'll be thinking twice about it after they leave. It, it, it had such an impression on me. It just made me feel like um, this could do a lot of good. Yeah. <laughs> it could do a lot of good. And, you know, I, movies are distractions, they're entertainment. I, I get it. I, hi. Um, you know, but <laughs> um, this, this made me, it was just it fed my soul. Um, just as we as we wrap up, and honestly, it's such an honor to speak with you both. It really is. I was wondering if you talk about the power of one true thing. This is all the way through. Charlie is just just tell me one true thing. Just write something honest. I mean, you talk about changing life. Like that that hit me. That that was eye opening. For me, I was just wondering for you both, the power of something honest, the power of one true thing. Weirdly, it's, I think in 2022, more so than when I wrote the play, you know, the idea of truth and honesty, I think it's becoming like really important. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, we live in really cynical times. We live in, in a time where people are incredibly guarded. They don't want to... You know, they don't want to open up. They don't want to be honest with each other. They, they stick to their sides, or you know. Um, they stick to their patterns. And I think that this movie is, just in a very simple way, asking for people to... That's what I said before. Like, like, like please just walk in, walk in the door. <laughs> you just know? go and like, just yeah. see it. Yeah. And, 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 and ask yourself that question, too. Because at the heart of it all is, is authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> From the creation of Charlie himself to what he says and what he feels. And and the hope that you attach that his journey will will be complete and the breathlessness you have up until the last moment <laughs> of this film. Like it's powerful stuff. You know that already. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Thanks for answering. Thank you so much. Thank for your you time. so much. Thank you all for your time. Thank you so much. 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 Thank